Hello folks and welcome to episode 165 of The Breakdown. Once again, I'm Mark Riley and I'm joined by Ben Geary to discuss all things rugby and obviously the latest news and scare to the monster side as there have been nine new cases of COVID within the camp. So um, we'll start off with that, I suppose. We'll go through a few. We'll also talk about the World Rugby Player of the Year nominees and uh, I suppose what effects COVID will have on Munster and the European Rugby Championship as a whole going forward. But um, yeah, Ben, what about the news? What what, what does this mean to you um, in the long term for the competition? And uh, does it worry you? It, it, it does worry me to an extent. Um, like even we saw last year that there's no there's no rules against extending the competition. Do you know if if yeah. like the games that were postponed both last weekend and this weekend coming, um, like those games will be played eventually. Um, you know it might be towards the end of the year. Uh, it'll be in a couple of weeks anyway. But um, I think the big thing is just the logistical nightmare that. Mr. Van Gran has to deal with now with him and his squad yeah. and his staff yeah. as well. Um, oh, it's absolutely in no way ideal. Um, like I mean, it's just it's it's gotten from Joe. It's gotten from bad to worse effectively within three days. So yeah. that's the problem. Uh, at first, everyone was like, "It's disheartening. We don't get to see the game." Now it's just like, right, we actually need to get yeah. our team home and safe. Yeah. So we might have yeah, a squad this time. Priorities have shifted massively. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So like. I'll ask you because I mean, one, I'm stuck with you. There's no one else to ask, really. Yeah. So, uh, no, yeah. but I'll ask you because yeah. in, I am intrigued to hear what you have to say. I like, did you think this was, and I, I'm not, I know hindsight is 2020, but do you think that this was ever a good idea? That it was gonna, that it was gonna work? Did you think it was gonna work throughout the whole season that we were gonna have plain sailing? Um, I was actually speaking to someone about this recently. Ever since the South African teams have ventured into the Pro 14, as it was at the time, or as it became when the South African teams first arrived, um, there's always been kind of an asterisk beside them. Um, like, either they haven't performed to a good enough standard, either, you know, their their group of players wasn't as good as the groups of players in in regards to, you know, players with international credentials and whatnot, but they were always kind of, it was almost as if that they were allowed to compete rather than they deserved to compete, um, yeah. which might sound a bit harsh, but it kind of was the the, the feeling around the competition. Um, you know, it didn't shake up who the front runners, runners were for the competition, who the favourites were. You know, the favourites yeah. were always, yeah. whether it be Munster, Leinster, what yeah, have you, just- but... Leinster, 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 yeah. Leinster, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah it's, I mean, I think this is kind of the icing on the cake to to one regard. Um, like the South African teams rarely kind of got momentum going in Super Rugby uh, mm. because of the toll that the, whether it be the time differences or the jet lag or just the, the difficulty of having the fixtures in South Africa and in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. Um, just created so many problems that they felt it was easier to to work off the European system because of the, the time zones. Um, but it still hasn't really worked out for them, um, which is strange because like South Africa nationally are very, very good. But for some reason, their club teams just cannot seem to get momentum 
And yeah. this is going on a couple of years now. This is going on since far before they left Super Rugby. So um, it's interesting. Do you know, it's, I think with COVID in mind, it's not ideal. Uh, and of course, needless to mention, we're not doctors, so we can't, we won't get into the, the, the technical pretend. side of things. Yeah, yeah we, won't, we won't be advising people what to do, what not to do. But yeah. um, it seems like the kind of task that would be far too difficult for any head coach to manage. Do you know? Like yeah, if you, yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, like, like putting a, as yeah, much as putting you a, for this. Yeah, like putting putting dealing with COVID on on Van Grand's plate when he already is probably the busiest manager in the URC at the moment. Yeah. Um, is just must be an absolute nightmare. He's oh, I think yeah, he's just like Larkin, yeah, Larkin gone. RG's I injured again. That week, well, I can take it. Because, uh, <laughs> he's got he's yeah. he's obviously in there, like Joe, and you got to like I mean that's part and parcel of such a Joe important job, but it's just yeah, it's a struggle. It's tough. Um, I don't know. I just don't know. Like okay, so as far as I know, the matches in South Africa so are, are gone. Yeah, they're well. They're postponed until further notice. I think, I think they're set what? to be played in a couple of weeks. There's dates set for yeah. for for them, but yeah. um, that that hasn't been the news. I've been paying the most attention to. The most attention has just been the amount of cases within the monster camp and what yeah. and the name of God are they going to do come December when when yeah. they have to go travel to Coventry to take on wasps? So, um, it's like, I don't know. Is that happening now? Joe, I, I think the whole I think there's a spanner in the works now, big time, and I, yeah. I don't know if that's going to go ahead either. But like, yeah, I don't know. I just think the whole thing is in jeopardy now. I just don't know how do they, how are we going to schedule this, like to some normality without it kind of being a bit of a, uh, I'm not going to say the word, but a an S show effectively. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. What do you think is the best? Actually, that's a good one. What's your solution, Ben? <laughs> What, what are your plan? Yeah, if they yeah. give me the job, if they give me a Van Grand's job for a week, um, <laughs> yeah, you'd hand it back. Yeah. For yeah. <laughs> what would I do with it? Um, I don't know. Like, I think the main thing, like the main thing, obviously, is player and staff safety and health. Um, so 100%. if 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 the safest thing to do is to keep them in South Africa for another two or two weeks, anyway, ten days, yeah. um, in order to fully recover and get the all clear before traveling home to Ireland. Like that's yeah. probably what's going to happen anyway. But when you think of the amount of time that they're going to have to return home and whatever they need to do, and then begin preparations for a champions cup game, like mm-hmm. even before the games were postponed and before people tested positive, like it was going to be tight anyway. So doing that in an even more condensed amount of time is just going to be impossible. So I yeah. think they might they might need to put their money where their mouth is and and well that's sorry that's a that's a harsh term but they're gonna have to showcase how good the squad depth really is by bringing up academy players. Mm. Um, I saw on Twitter today I think it was Murray Kinsella, he put together a team that Monster could put out, and uh, yeah. it's actually kind of exciting. Um, yeah. like you see the likes of Scott Buckley getting in there, Connor Phillips getting in there. Uh, including all the Irish internationals who didn't go on the tour. I'm delighted you said that though, because something like this, as many negatives as there are, as there is, and yeah. we obviously again, like like you said it there, we obviously hope 
you know, we pray for the health of every individual in the squad. You know, that's of course, first, yeah. first and foremost. But it does provide an opportunity for those other players in the squad. So it is exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And like, it's it's just one game, not to be uh, diminishing the 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 importance of of a Champions Cup game, but uh, you know, Munster have have lost our group games in the past, and I think we I think in two thousand six we lost. Have we, yeah. we 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 lost way too many games earlier on? I think the structure was probably different back then, but yeah, we, yeah, I think we lost all but like two of our group games or something like that, something along those lines, but. Um, which is what winning teams usually don't do when they go on yeah. to win the whole thing. So, yeah. I mean, like, it could work out. Yeah, it could just be one game. It it might work in in Munster's favor, but oh my God, is it a? Is it must be a nightmare for Van Grand. He must be sick. One hundred percent. The weird thing that I had thought now is so this the Omicron variant. Don't even if I'm, if I'm saying that right. <laughs> this new yeah. the new fella on the block. So sounds like a transformer. Does effectively is really isn't it? Um, more or less. But yeah. like, but what interests me, so I was just looking this up earlier. So, was, there's no indication that that's the variant that was identified within the squad. So, do you think that this is it? Like, what's your gut feeling? Do you think it, it, it could be just simply a lack of, I, I don't know, like a lack of, and I'm not saying monster players aren't adhering to the guidelines, that's not what I'm saying yeah. at all. I'm just saying, do you think that? This is an effect of us being out of lockdown for so long that this is bound to happen. If you if you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, and I suppose there there is a sense that, you know, which is I mean, it's still very true. But like, if they're young, fit guys who are vast majority of them are probably fully vaccinated, yeah. they probably thought that the chances of them getting it was very low. Yeah. Um, again, we're I don't want to get into the the scientific side of things, but um. I'm sure when when you're in that situation and you're in a in a camp with a squad, mm-hmm. you know you're talking about rugby. You're talking about you know, you're talking about the task at yeah. hand. Yeah, you you're me? not it's, you're not getting yeah. on a plane looking to the boys ahead of a big game, and you're not going like Les, you negative. Yeah. negative? Yeah. yeah, what do you think? Yeah, how are you feeling? Yeah. Um, but like, and I think me me and you are probably guilty of it. Like here we are talking about rugby for the past couple of weeks. Do you know, yeah. it's, it's almost as if we're too tired to to stay talking about covid so yeah you can sympathize with that side of it too you can kind of see maybe they did drop their guard a little bit but i don't think anyone's at fault i think it's no, literally just yeah, an example of being unlucky yeah. you know i'm not a, um, i'm not putting fingers i'm just trying to find a yeah where did like because that nine cases is that spread like wildfire and i know we know covid does and we know yeah. you know it, it is it is that's how it works it is. Yeah, I don't know. That, yeah. that put me by surprise now, to be honest. When I saw nine, I was like, hmm. I was like, right. Yeah. It's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it, well, it is. It is a lot. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Like, if you had to tell me now, do you think the Wasp game will go ahead? Um, I think it will. I think it's... it's The, stru- the structure of the, the Heineken Champions Cup is much more rigid than the URC. Um, yeah. So I think if if any game is to not be postponed, it will be that one. Um, okay. I feel like you can postpone URC games, and you know it's it's much more flexible. There's much more room to slightly work around. Them. Yeah, slightly work around them. Yeah, but I yeah. think there there will come a point where you know the group stages will have to finish, and yeah, uh, you know if it does get postponed, it'll be played again very quickly. It won't be postponed more than maybe a week or two. Um, 
because if you get to that stage, because they have to play, they have to play yeah, once yeah. again. So yeah. I don't know. It's I mean they could postpone it a couple of days maximum, them, but yeah. they mightn't see twice in the one day. So yeah, you know they mightn't they mightn't see any value in postponing it a, a matter yeah. of days. You know so. Yeah. Um, and you know wasps. I mean, it's different now. The Premiership is is domestic, really. But um, you know, they're not getting flights to South Africa. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know it's a true one. Not to kind of go over this because John, we've already nearly spent fifteen minutes on this. But I just want to. That's that's where I'm slightly being not negative, but I was just like the English Premiership aren't doing this, and obviously the URC is exciting. There's no doubt in that. The, yeah, the addition of these South it ups the competition and everyone wants to see Munster like that is yeah. part of the disappointment as well a fully fit firing Munster squad taking on a fully fit firing South African what? Bulls squad like or sorry Bulls yeah sorry it, so yeah. yeah Um, I just think that is that's what the URC was created to do and everyone was looking forward to that but at the same time yeah. you have to have a sense of realism and I just don't know if this year was the year to do it now I don't know what they had in place I don't know what plans it was I don't know I could be completely wrong here and saying they should have waited whatever but i just uh, as soon as i heard at the start of the year i was like monster would be traveling to south africa to play such and you know, such and such in these games over there i was just like okay we'll see because yeah. you know like i, I was just i was kind of like yeah okay it's kind of wishful thinking in, in my head yeah but i mean yeah i don't know it's just it, like with the amount of cases in our country let, like alone never mind let's add these new teams coming in and we'll travel to them and spe- yeah. in, in particular, as everyone knows, South Africa as well. Yeah. Joe, it's, yeah. Not, it's not like we picked over traveling. We've added three new English teams or Joe have left the premiership. Now they're in our league. This is yeah. South Africa where we've, yeah. we've, everybody across the world knows how severe cases are and the new variant is in the country. So I don't know. Look, I, I don't know. And I even you look at the glasses and go on a rant, but like, <laughs> I know, but like, I mean, you, you like, you're making a lot of sense too. Like, when you look at the Lions tour, like those three tests were played in lockdown. The the club games were all played in empty stadiums because yeah, South Africa was in a in a lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even when you think of like the the Autumn Nations series just finished, and yeah. like you had teams coming in and out of the country, um, and then Monster had to up their roots and go after South Africa for two weeks, and then come home, and then go to Coventry. Do you know it's it's not exactly it's not like the South Africa the South Africa tour for the two games wasn't the only challenge within yeah. the context of COVID yeah. that that yeah. they had to navigate. Yeah. Um so that's I refuse a whole obviously, but uh Munster as well now seem to be kind of getting the the I don't know that they seem to be getting kind of the, the worst part of the deal too. Um but it's I would I would hate to be Johan Van Gran. I he my sympathies to him, to be honest, because uh, my sympathies to everyone. I mean, imagine even just the fact that you were looking forward to going to a game, playing in a match, one of the most exciting yeah. matches, as we said in however long ago, yeah. South Africa taking off a South African team, and immediately now you're isolated. Yeah, yeah. In a hotel, but that's just it's not fun for anyone. There's no party no. there. So no. look, so I, I suppose I we've covered that for as much as we know, because obviously we're Along with the rest of the world waiting on further updates, only finding out, of course, yeah. information. So we can only really leave it at that for now. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm exactly positive um, with my outlook towards it going forward. But look, sure, it is what it is, and we will deal yeah. with it as we dealt with every other problem that has been thrown our way in the last two, <laughs> two years. years. So, 
Yeah, seems, yeah. So. Problems seem to be still coming. So. Uh, right, will we talk a bit of rugby? Fancy yeah. that? Yeah. 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 Cool. Let's do nice. it. Yeah. Uh, Leinster, Ulster. Have Ulster oh. set a blueprint on how to beat Leinster, or was it a one off game and a great performance? 2010. Good win. Yeah. What are your, uh, what are your thoughts? Um, I think Ulster definitely had a lot to prove, you know. Um, like in my team of the week, I, I did a team prediction ahead of the Argentina game. And at 13, I put the one and only James Hume. And because like from watching that guy play for our Ulster and what he brings to not only their attack, but their defense as well. Like he's got a big bag of tricks and I just feel like he hasn't quite been trusted yeah. on the international stage. And I think he enjoyed uh, scoring yeah. that try, scoring that winner against against the boys in blue. Because um, I think like the other three provinces look at Leinster the same way, that Leinster are kind of the golden child, and you know, yeah, I could go on. I don't want to. I don't want to be. Uh, I don't want to be skating on thin ice now and saying this. But you literally had ten ten sentences in your head there that you're going to say. Like, stop. Yeah. yeah. Um, like put the brakes on, yeah, a little bit. But, oh, but I think everyone um, sees that. It's, it's, it's the way it is when you're the top dog, you're there to be shot at. And like yeah. Leinster are, are the big boys in, in I'm gonna, I was gonna say Irish, but they're big boys in Europe, like so big boys in Europe, absolutely. Oh, so, like, like it's like, it's like anyway, it's like United for years. And I love bringing this back up because I have to live yeah. in the past because we're so bad now. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no choice. Yeah, when we were being shot at, like it, that's kind of what you want. You want that as a champion, and you want people to be okay, we want what you have. We want your crown, and I think Leinster. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't a great performance against Ulster, and Ulster showed up. But you're going to have that every single week. Every single week, they're performing to be. We want to be E. It's not like I'm not saying it's no disrespect to Munster, but if would Ulster have put in that performance against Munster? Possibly, I don't know. But I think the fact, like you said there, that it is Leinster that teams are like lads, bodies on the line. Yeah, let's go, John. Let's prove a point here, and I think that's exactly what it is. So I mean. Leinster can't be on top of it every week as much as they nearly are. They can't yeah. be on top of it every week. So I actually don't know how to read into the game. I was watching the game. We one. I had one point to Guinness. Not <laughs> one. Not that point, many. Yeah. Yeah. Only one. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, so I was watching it, and I just I what I felt was kind of I, I was like oh, this is inevitable. So when Henshaw gets that try, I think yeah. everyone's kind of like eh, nice one. Here comes. And you, you put up a good fight, but that's kind of it. And then Ulster just purely dominated again. And yeah. I thought from, from start to finish, I was actually massively impressed with Ulster in terms of how they... Uh, maybe it's a bit of a strong term, but I, I almost effectively think they bullied Leinster in a lot of ways. And it was refreshing to watch. It was weird. It was strange. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, actually. Um, And I know people probably will make the argument that it was kind of a a, a one-and-a-half Leinster team rather than a first team you know and it was uh, you know Ulster had a lot of players who were involved in the Irish camp who hadn't played so they were still training and they were fresh and you know there's lots of of arguments you can make but yeah at the same time it was a home game it was on the RDS yeah and I agree with there. factors but there's no excuses no so. exactly that's a good way to put it actually yeah that's a great way to put it um but uh, no, I was delighted by Ulster. And like Ulster had a lot of guys missing too. Um, when you think of Balakoon was gone. Um, who else off the top of my head? McCloskey was playing. Hume was playing. Um, I believe Ian Henderson was playing. Uh, yeah, so they had a lot of the, a lot of their key guys there as well. Um, but 
Leinster, Leinster are very similar to England in many ways, I think. Wow, you're uh, really like Leinster anyway. Uh, no, he's not. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, I, I love England. Um, but like it, I think Stuart Lancaster is very set on Leinster playing the kind of game that Leinster want to play. And yeah. the, it's the opponent's job to kind of you know play outplay them within the game that they're they want to play, if that makes any sense. Yeah. But, yeah. Um I think Ulster did a very good job of wrestling the game out of Leinster's hands. And like we think they probably had most of the possession. Uh, that's what got me. It was yeah, it was, it was the sheer aggression. It was like again, that's why I, I know it sounds stupid, but it was they kind of bullied them. And it, what I could not wrap my head around was how how bullish they were at the breakdown. Excuse yeah, the pun. Yeah. Man. Bullish, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that seems oh to be God. the kind of game they want to play too. Um, yeah, I hear this morning that Dwayne Vermeulen is after touching down in in Ulster. He's after signing. He signed from. Oh, was straight from Toulon. What are we doing? Like? Oh. Yeah, he's 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 a machine now, and he's his oh, role yeah. with South Africa in particular is that he kind of organised their defensive line. Um, he's just a massive asset at the breakdown and in defence. In probably arguably the best defence in rugby in the in the professional era. Yeah. Um, but like that guy coming to Ulster is just huge, 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 huge. Regardless, massive. not that not just what he'll do with the ball in hand, but like the structure that he'll give them and the the, yeah, the guidance it, it, that he'll provide. Exactly. Yeah. Everything that comes along with it. It's it's yeah. his his leadership effectively. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know we have two of our own in in Dialende and Sneeman now, but uh. Vermeulen is a great is a great signing. He's a great great signing. I think he'll suit Ulster very very well as well. Couldn't agree more. Um, and again, Munster. Yeah, won't spend too much time on this because it's, yeah. it's it's old news. But like, I just think Munster. It's either I'm not saying it's either one. Yeah, actually, you know what? no, no, I am saying it's either one, <laughs> but I don't know which one it is. So it's either a lack of preparation by scouting department in Munster, whoever is looking into the players that we sign. Yeah. Or we have the worst luck in European rugby. Because we signed these players, Snyman, yeah. a, a phenom like John. The <laughs> sheer size of him. Like he, he like honestly if he wasn't straight if he wasn't playing rugby, he'd be in Game of Thrones. He's just he he's a Thrones, absolute, yeah. he's a unit, right? Yeah. And he's something to stare at and you're like this player could be absolutely majestic for us going forward injured once comes back has two or three brilliant games you're like let's go we've got it now he's he's finally arrived injured again jason yeah, jenkins same injury jason jenkins oh look yeah. could, could have something going here and then injured again you're like right i honestly don't know is it the weather in limerick that's getting <laughs> into his muscles and bones or like what i don't know what is going on and ulster now you can be guaranteed that this time will just kick off and it'll be ups it'll just be perfect for them like yeah I'm, he'll be do i sound better a lot <laughs> it's no like i mean i get what you're saying like monster have had some phenomenal signings like when you think of doug howlett and you think of oh. paul warwick and you yep. think of even the likes of maffey i know francis sahili didn't really take off but he still just he was what he was great signing he was what monster needed at yep. the time uh, yep. he was he was often the 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 talking points when he was playing even if they lost um yep. but i don't know it's just one of those things where like even when you even when you look at ulster and they signed marcel i'm afraid of getting his surname wrong now Kotze, marcel Kotze, who's um 
South African back row. Yeah. Like he was injured very similarly to uh, RG because he had two quite lengthy injury hiatuses back to back. Yeah. But then once he came back, Ulster stuck with him, uh, which is, of course, a very risky and expensive decision to make. But Ulster stuck with him and god like he paid him back he really he put in i think he played a further two or three years after that and like he was just immense for them. Yeah. he he really gave them their money's worth after that so you know maybe patience is all we need but i don't know it's a tricky one um and then again like the monster academy is fantastic like there's really no weaknesses in in the forwards i don't think um like Fanin is still fantastic who else is there in the second row? Like even the back row, Jack O'Donoghue, Tyke Byrne is immense. Who plays both second row and back row? Like, cool. you know, there's there's plenty there. I know it would be great to have RG in it, but yeah. Oh yeah, decent. Don't get me wrong, of course. And with, like again, with negativity comes an opportunity and all that crack. But yeah, it, it would be nice if they were fifth. That's all I'm saying, Ben. It'd be nice. It if would they, be absolutely, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And even if we if we were to have a head holiday, it would be great if Munster could sign a second center, a, a specialist yeah. second center. Yeah. Um because yeah. like obviously Chris Farrell is injured. It doesn't seem to be any clarity as to when he's coming back. Right. Uh, no, um, yeah, actually that, no, that's a good point you brought up because that, that's gone very quiet, hasn't it? It has, yeah. Nobody there's seems no, to know Yeah, no, there's been no where um, he is when he's returning or how he's getting on with his recovery or any of that so yeah I don't know is. yeah um usually the case like hopefully so. that's not bad news anyway but yeah i don't know i don't know i sure. I, I had this conversation with um someone there during the weekend and they started laughing at me which is to be honest 90 percent of my conversations kind of tend to go <laughs> that route. but like he uh he was just laughing his head off so i was like i know we tried before or Supposedly tried before. Why don't we just try to get Bondiaki? Try get Bondiaki. Yeah, I heard. I heard I know that was in the cards. Apparently, the IRFU blocked him for. I don't know if this is true. This is yeah. purely speculation on my part and where I've heard it. Uh, I just don't. Why don't Monster try to make these moves? Do you get me? Why can't I just don't know? Like literally, Leinster just go Henshaw. How are you getting out? Yeah, come here. Dublin there, buddy. Yeah, sound. Yeah, which um, was advised. The IRFU advised Leinster. Exactly. They told him he had to go to either Connacht. Oh, sorry. He was with Connacht. They told him he had to go to Ulster and Munster because Leinster had too many players and he just yeah. went anyway. Maybe um, I'm actually after answering my own question. Is that yeah. why the Aki is allowed to go? I'm because not sure. Like, would, would Ulster be like, hold on a minute. Do you know, yeah. what, what are we, either system here. So, yeah. I don't know. Like, or, or Connacht, yeah. Or, like, are we a feeder system? You just be like, well, you were for a few years, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, more the yeah. same. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, there's there's two things I'd say about that. Apparently, that their Bundy was going to Munster a couple of years ago. Okay, so this is um, yeah. So I heard that. That's what I heard, and I'm just that was wondering. a that was a thing. Yeah. What happened? Um, he, I'm not sure. I think he tweeted. Uh, he was. Sorry, I'll start at the start. I think he was. His contact, his contract had ran up at, at Connacht, mm. and naturally, there was a lot of offers made for him. Uh, of course, he wanted to stay in Ireland because either he had made his first Irish cap or he was on the cusp of, of making his first residency. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was on. The, so he was going to play for Ireland, 
Yeah. Um, so he had to stay with Ireland. And apparently there was a deleted tweet where okay, Bundyaki like had thanked yeah. Connacht for all their years of hospitality and he was looking forward, I'm paraphrasing obviously, but that he was looking forward to, to wearing red in the future. Um, that tweet was up for a matter of minutes and then he deleted it and then it was announced a few days later that he had re-signed with Connacht. So, like, that's fine. Well, you know, those things happen. It, it can get close. Uh, that's but fishy. then again, like, he's a specialist first centre. Uh, mm. Ulster have a first centre in, in Stuart McCloskey. Uh, Leinster have a first centre in Bondi, or in uh, Robbie Henshaw. And we have a first centre in the World Cup winner in Dale Ande, So, yeah, sorry. I know you were talking about a second center. I just that just popped into my head of talking. Yeah, the week. I was like, oh, but it's it's whatever it's, it's happened. happened. Yeah, it's it's a conversation yeah. that is is isn't going away anytime soon either. I don't know if yeah, he actually will stay with Connacht for the rest of his career. But um, I, I'm obviously not fully like I'm I'm obviously missing something because I just don't think this sounds so harsh. But I don't I don't I feel like Munster don't take themselves as serious as they should. If that makes any sense, like I see Ulster making these moves, I see Leinster making these moves, and I'm just like, are we just happy to kind of stand out? Let's bring Zebo back for a, a return yeah, there. Yeah. And I love Zebo. Everyone loves Zebo. Zebo has talent, but is he really going to propel us to the next level? I don't know. You know? I don't know. And a lot of the talent seems to be coming from South Africa, and I know there's a link there, yeah. but. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know because there's a lot of guys who I'd say would be in the market for a move. Yeah. Um, not even just in South Africa, but like even when you think around, even when you think of, of former All Blacks, like yep. the likes of Charles Pietau was amazing for Wasps and then he went to Ulster and he was amazing for Ulster and now he's amazing at Bristol. Um, who else? I'm just thinking of backs now. I'm thinking of forwards coming into my head naturally. but We should look at, should look um, at the fellas here. Who fell it out? Yeah, who the 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 Welsh, uh, uh, yeah, that back row that wouldn't raise a few uh, a few eyebrows. Um, yeah, well, even Lamapi who went to France. I know there's money in France and stuff, but um, I Munster, I agree with you in the sense that that Munster aren't doing a great job of making themselves attractive for foreign talents because that seems yeah. to be where the game is going. And yeah. like fair, all the other provinces are hopping on it, yeah. but we're not. Yeah, yeah I don't so, know. Um, Sure. Look, I don't know. We'll see. Oh, I don't. Know. I just want us. I'd love one big sign, and I just love one big sign. Yeah. And I just pick, pick the boys up, but we'll see. Um, I wanted to ask you this for quite a bit, actually. So back, we went completely off from Ulster, Leinster there. Go on. But quickly, just back to it. Doak. Nathan Doak. Yeah. What do you think? Come half for. I think he's very. He's very mature for a guy his age, considering he just mm -hmm. literally came. He's fresh out of the under twenty setup. Um, I think he does a lot of things right that players his age usually don't do right. Um, and that's not a criticism, it's just you know, yeah, players need time to, yeah. to develop, but yeah. he seems to have it. Um, yeah, like how old is John Cooney now? Do you know? Like, Google it, I, I'll get it up now. Uh, oh, I'm not even gonna guess because, yeah, I'm not gonna guess. I think he's the guts, he's in his 30s anyway. I uh, he's I 31. Thinking. Gee, I was going to say 29, he's 31. Yeah, he's 31, 31, yeah. Because um, when you think that Doak seems to kind of offer a similar package to John Cooney, like Doak can kick, Doak can, you know, he has he can, he can run with the ball, he's obviously can pass the ball. I suppose what I was asking is any chance he could sneak in or is it way too early? 
the Ireland squad. Into an Ireland squad. Mm. Let's say, just not even necessarily now as, you know, straight into it, but just say if, like, someone got injured, someone got called up, Jack Carty was injured, can't go. Is the work the next man up? Yeah, do you know what? You can't rule it out. Um, like, the likes of Luke McGrath now, who's always been in the fringe of, of playing for Ireland. Um, hasn't really worked out for him. Um, no. As we mentioned before, I think Conor Murray's time in an Ireland jersey is in question. I'll, I'll yeah. leave it at that. Um, well, definitely. Well, his starting time, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too, yeah. Excuse me. Um, but it's, actually, it's uh, tricky. In the future now, we see Healy and Doak tearing it up. Be, oh, be ben Healy and Doak. Aside for any eyes, anyway, to be honest, our, our halfbacks are two sets yeah. of red hair it would just be brilliant with Irish <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't know I think I think if anything Craig Casey is going to be a part of that Iron squad going forward uh, definitely in the Six Nations coming yeah um, undoubtedly, undoubtedly. Yeah. I, I think he's I think like Andy Farrell just sees money when he looks at looks at um, Craig Casey because like he's he speeds up the tempo of the game immensely like the yeah. Just the, the the transition between breakdowns is just absolutely off the charts. Like so, that's yeah. kind of seems to be what the game he wants to play anyway. So, um, and I'm sure Doe can do it too. I'm sure Conor Murray could get good at it. I'm sure. I actually that's the only back. thing I, I disagree with. I don't think Murray could do that. Yeah, I I don't know either. Yeah, I just kind of he's trying to seem positive, the, but exactly he's at the tail end of his career. He's not like. Uh, and like I know this sounds so, but Joe, a leopard never changes its spots. Like he is what he is, and he was a majestic yeah. player. That's what he yeah. is. He's not all of a sudden being like, oh, going to speed like, it up now. Like a different player. I know, like. I know, and I think he would do very well in other international setups. But yeah, I just think I'm the direction exactly. Ireland are moving in are, are yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's really not. It's not Joe Schmidt's Ireland anymore. Um, yeah. from an attacking standpoint, anyway, but. I think it's interesting. I don't think anyone will blame him, and you can tell me if you agree or disagree. But I don't think anyone will blame Murray if, in the next year or two, he he took a contract overseas. If he either if the US blame. the US I forked out for him or France or wherever, but anybody for taking a contract overseas, yeah, yeah, true. Even, yeah. If, they're doing, even if they're doing well for it, yeah, it's yeah. a business. It's a business it at is. the end of the day. You know, it is, of course, and oh. I don't think he'd be sacrificing much either. Um, he might have eyes now in the next World Cup, and that could be a goal of his. And yeah, so it should be if that's where his head is. But, um, but my God, he could make a lot of money. <laughs> you know, not to be not to be getting too shallow now, but like, it's not uh, yeah, it's business. Yeah, it's the way it is. CV is just is just probably the really? best out of majority of scrum halves. 100%. Who are on the market or who could, could be in the market in the future? Yeah, yeah. Um, sure, that's the thing. I was worried would Zebo be slower when he came back because his pockets would be so full, you know. Yeah. You wonder what the pace would be like. Yeah, he took less money to come to Munster. Uh, yeah, he did, he did actually. He did, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, he was in Rassing now. Rassing is like a uh, yeah, that, that, that's, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. His, his appetite has been quenched. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, so, Leinster, Ulster, in the long run, what's it shaping up like for you, the ORC, if it, of course, can actually sustain itself going forward? Yeah. Who do you think will win it? Who's looking good? It's a good question. Leinster, um, 
That's a very good question. I think I do think the ball is in Ireland's court. I think the four provinces are obviously Munster have their luck has gone from bad to worse, but yeah, I do think Ulster have a great shot at winning it. I do think Leinster, yeah. as usual, will just stay exactly where they were last year. Um, yeah. but even looking at Connacht, like I love watching Connacht play rugby now. And Connacht, oh, been, yeah, brilliant. It's, yeah. it's just and considering they they put a good dent in Ospreys uh, last Friday, which is a team who who delivered uh, Munster their first loss. Uh, and it was quite well, a I, quite embarrassing. I think Paul Addis as well should have beaten us. Connacht, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely should have. Yeah, that try was... There was a try that should have been disallowed, which Airport, I think yeah. the sportsman-like thing to do now is just agree and say, yeah, that, that shouldn't have been a try, but... Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think enough time has passed now to admit it, but uh, ah, but listen, I think they just need to, they're, they're looking very similar to how they did in I think it was 2015 2014 when they won the, the Pro 14 when they last yeah. won it. Yeah, um, just really good chemistry, yeah, 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 just knowing what their strengths are, knowing how to get over the try line the best way to do it um like you see them taking risks like you see them just just poaching on a loose ball and, and kicking it over the try line and yeah you know just taking the opportunities as they come um yeah. even doing being a little bit risky like mac hansen's intercept against it's, ulster um yeah. like it's it's, it's very nearly didn't work out but yeah but i kind of think that's the fun of it <laughs> that's yeah, the whole the fun, yeah it's so entertaining like and i think that is that's been the age-old argument against Munster. Hasn't it really? To be honest, a little bit, yeah, yeah. And you can kind of see where they're coming from too, can't you? But hundred percent, everyone has their styles, and I mean, yeah, magnetism is effective. I mean, so yeah. like it, it gets a job done. But uh, it, we were we discussed this last week. Evolution of the game, entertainment becomes part and parcel of it. Everyone wants to see more high scoring games, more risk taking, better scores, and intercepts, yeah. and all this. And I say, I think monster just—they're very safe in what they do. I find so it, yeah. that's why Connacht to me, like you were saying, are just so refreshing to watch. You're just like, yeah. yeah, this is this is exciting. But look, that's what makes it beautiful as well. Every team is different, and we'll exactly, see yeah. which uh, which system outlasts the other as we go yeah. along the season. But um, but that's that's the other side of the coin too. Like the the entertaining game seems to be the one that's getting the results. So yeah, I mean, you kind of have yeah. to take a leaf out of their book at some stage yeah. if you're not yeah. if you haven't already. So. Yeah, um, I don't know. <laughs> the monster <laughs> way really isn't about taking leaves at other people. That's fair, look, actually. Yeah. Um. Right. So, thirty-eight minutes. We shall move on to what I find highly peculiar. Uh, to to put it, I don't know, for Frank. Uh, I like. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't even want to talk about this shortlist to be honest. But yeah, World Rugby Player of the Year shortlist. Yeah, let's get over it. Who who who's done this? Who has uh, who set this up? Because honestly, this is like. So we were talking before we went on for this breakdown. Myself and Ben were discussing the Ballon d'Or from last night. The whole thing was an absolute shambles, and obviously politics reared its ugly head once again. However, this one shocked me. Sorry, there now if you heard that. Uh, <laughs> World Rugby Player of the Year, right? So will I go through the shortlist, Ben? Shall I? Will I kick us off? Do do work away. All right, here we go. So, four-man list. We have Antoine Dupont, 
no arguments yeah. good start we like yeah. that we're here for this okay yeah. <laughs> Maro Otoje there's yeah, there's examples there yeah phenomenal with the Lions been stand out for England leader uh, brilliant player yeah sure listen cool no problems <laughs> just get over it. Just pull off the plaster. Just do it. Michael Hooper and Samu Karevi. Like, like, what? Michael yeah. Hooper, Samu Karevi. Like, I mean, I'm sorry now. Um, don't see it myself. What do you think? Why should the two of them not be there? And who should be there in their place? I think, yeah, like it's it's kind of a hard thing to say why they shouldn't be there. I think that's. I don't want to to diminish their okay. own achievements. Yep. But, Fair, who, who, but you're at the same anyway. time, there's there's just so much. I just not that not that I'm going to take away from Karevi or Hooper's performance over the past year. Yeah, but there have been a lot more eyes on other players, if that makes sense. Um, I think Lucano Am for South Africa has just been absolutely immense. Yeah, like. I th- yeah, I I think I can leave it at there. I think that's enough of an exa- uh, of an explanation. Like the guy has literally probably been the most intelligent rugby player, both uh, both in in attack and in defence. Um, I think any international or club side would just love to have him because he would just make he would make difficult games so much easier. Um, really, really interesting question. Continue on with what you're doing. It's just I I have this stored in in the bank. Go on. But yeah, no. My the last bit I, is that he just he kind of sprinkles in a bit of, of just entertainment value in it as well. And I think for rugby fans, if if you're a nitty gritty analyzer of the game, or if you just love to watch the highlights, uh, Lucanio Am is just is just an obvious choice. But go on anyway. Hit me with the. Uh, so you just mentioned entertainment value there, right? This is a this is a bit of a crazy one. So if you had a dark horse, who would it be? Oh, it's a good question. Because mine. Yeah, go on. And I'm probably going to get a few eyeballs for this. Is, is Will Jordan? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Like he was nominated That's for stuff, but I just think if we're talking about a year, one year, yeah, who's done it better? Yeah, Will Jordan is probably up there. Uh, I'd say Louis Rizamet as well, which they're both. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're both uh, breakthrough player of the yeah. year nominees. So yeah. Yeah. you kind of wonder. Will Jordan's probably going to get it. I think. Uh, Zamet probably deserves it, but mm-hmm. Will Jordan would probably get it just because but the stats alone, yeah, getting the actual and... talent that he has and the entertainment value and the pure finesse of his finishing and quality. Forget all of that, just take out, take out literally Google and just look yeah. at the stats. Like the kind yeah. of conversation in itself, really, absolutely. But, yeah, um, do you think any Irish players should be there? Because I do. Namely, only one, yeah. and I think it's it's Ken Dart. No, I think Furlan. Oh, Ty yeah. Furlan, absolutely, actually, yeah, 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 a phenom. He'd walk into any team in the world. I honestly believe that. Absolutely, yeah. He would have been yeah. actually another example of someone who would be shortlisted anyway. I don't know if he would have won it. I feel like they just no, tend no, to not pick recognition more so than yeah, yeah, winning they, it necessarily. Yeah, they just they tend to pick back rows tens and whoever scoring the tries if you're a winger or a fullback or whatever yeah. but Intimac. front rows don't get yeah, yeah Intimac as well would have been another one yeah Intimac probably would have been my dark horse a little bit 
I yeah, I wouldn't yeah. argue with that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe be even um, Damien Pennell. Maybe not for yeah. World Player of the Year, but like, just, yeah, again, just on the list. Yeah, just on the list. I think I know there's a lot of France there now. It's, it's hard to ignore France though, and I know they suffered losses against Scotland and Wales. That's France. That is France. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, that's what they do. Don't they? Their they trajectory is just. 100%. You can't ignore it. Like, um, yeah. But yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think Tyke Furlong has just been, he's been a problem for anyone playing against him all year. Well, he's raised. Yeah. yeah. He has. He's been Massive. an issue. So, because yeah. you can't, you can't run into him if you have the ball. You can't yeah. let him get the ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then again, if he doesn't get the ball, that's, that's all right, one. He's been a problem. That's, there problem. you go. That's the headline. Put now. that on Twitter. Yeah, tweet that now before oh, someone else get, takes it. Get like one like and I have to tweet. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But listen. I don't know. I just, it's, yeah. it's funny, like, I know Michael Hooper and Karevi, like, Karevi has been playing, he hasn't played a lot of rugby for Australia, which is the, the where most of the question marks are. Um, I think he suffered a bit of an injury. He plays most of his rugby in Japan. That does kind of create a few issues regards to logistics, and I don't think he finished off the this year's rugby championship. He yeah. didn't play in part of the automation series. It's tricky, and considering Australia are going through a particularly bad spell, mm. um, they're kind of coming out of it now. But when when the shortlist was was revealed, they were in the depth of it, and it's been um, a long enough spell as well, to be honest. It's been a lengthy one for them, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know. Maybe maybe they got the nod because of how they kept the team above water, so to speak, at a very difficult time, which okay. maybe does deserve merit. But I yeah, don't no, think I it that, deserves yeah. a, a World Player of the Year, to be honest. So yeah, that's the thing. I'm not being harsh, and it's not like obviously we recognize these players as great players, and that's why the argument yeah. is hard to have because in order to say, oh, I think Furlong should have got in or someone else, etc. You kind of have to diminish and take away from the other two players who are in there. And we're not trying to do that. They're both absolutely unbelievable players. I just mm -hmm. think, oh, I think they've missed one on this one, but that's just that's just me. Michael Hooper. Yeah. Like, you'd have him nearly shortlisted every year of his career for Joe from start yeah. to finish. Yeah. This year, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am wrong. Uh, people who are watching this, please tell me in the comments why <laughs> I am wrong. Let us know because... Uh, yeah, I just I thought I thought it could have been two other people, but look, it is what it is, and we will see who wins. I would imagine Dupont. Like I feel like it's going to be Dupont anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. If he's not, yeah. if he doesn't win, we'll have a lot to talk about. But yeah, definitely. Uh, um, I don't know. But yeah, I'd say that's the way it's going to go. Right. Um. So we'll wrap this up in five. I suppose the last thing we want to cover really would be we did last week as well. We touched on it, but we just want to talk about more. We talked. We covered on France. We covered on England, and we covered on Ireland. I want to talk about Wales. I want to talk about Italy. I want to talk about Scotland for the Six Nations. Okay. How are we looking? Do you think we'll start off? We'll go. We'll go to Italy first. What's your view? Are they gonna stink the the place up again? No. Any yeah. hope? No, I, I, and I, I've said this this hot take before, but. <laughs> I think Italy are moving in the right direction within the right within the right realms, if that makes any sense. So for a long time, any time they, they came out with a decent performance, it was because a group of 
players or select number of individuals just played out of their skin and it just the, the rest of the team benefited. But I think where Italy's benefits are sorry, Italy's positives are coming from now are much yeah. more there's much more longevity associated with them. So okay. like they're building the team at the moment around Paolo Garbisi, who is has an incredible rugby IQ for such a young guy. Um he can anticipate what's going to happen three or four phases in advance. Um, he's obviously incredible. If all else fails, he can just take it to the line and run himself. He's got a great kicking ability. Um, yeah. It's good, not great. It needs a bit of work. Um, but I, I think, I think, yeah, I, I think a team around him is good. Sorry, go on. Am I being slightly ignorant here in saying this, or am I being slightly realistic? I'll let you make make the yeah decide. Yeah. Yeah, as I said before, Wales are improving. It's one hundred percent. Or Italy are improving. One hundred percent. I agree with you. But yeah, so is everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Can that's, they compete? That's, that's where I see the the slight the issues. Um, yeah. But like, what? What? I suppose after my long winded question, will where do they finish? Where do they finish? That it, there we go. Where do they finish? Yeah, I don't know. See, that's yeah, that's the other side of the coin again because every time I think about how good Italy are, are getting on like Scotland are also making leaps and bounds like for years Scotland, Scotland are also no, I'm kind of like yeah yeah, yeah Scotland are making end. yeah they're making some serious some serious impact but even their depth in their squad and stuff like it's 100 like they kind of I don't yeah. think there was much between them and South Africa no there really wasn't much between them there no wasn't like, um, uh, it was John you know it was it was execution and just being clinical yeah, that, yeah, that was, and I know it sounds like oh, it's such a simple thing to do, yeah. or is that mean, like it isn't. But if you said that to Scotland 10 years ago, oh, there's only two, yeah, points. two, tries, two tries, a few points in the difference, and it's just how they finished off the game, and mm-hmm. it'd snap your hand off. Yeah, now Scotland are genuinely looking at South Africa coming to town, coming to Murrayfield. They're like, they you know, they believe they can win, you know, yeah, so, 100%. Yeah, against the the reigning world champions too, which is, is yeah. an interesting statistic, like, but or an interesting point. But I think, yeah, I definitely think Scotland are making like Scotland could beat anyone this year. Do you know they really could? I think they could have oh. they could have slash should have beaten us last year. Yeah, uh, um, they beat Wales. Yeah. They beat France. Sorry, they beat England. They beat France. Um, they beat England in Twickenham. I know it was an empty have, Twickenham, but they slightly have England's number. Recently, not necessarily always yeah. winning, but yeah, they throw the kitchen sink and more at England every time they play. Like it's exactly, absolutely yeah. brilliant. I think yeah. that could be. I, I know that that's not a hot take. Scotland England being the game of the series, like it often actually is, or Ireland England. But I actually yeah. think Scotland France this year is the one I'm looking for. Scotland France, like France, will have a chip in their shoulder. Mm. When you think about it, massively. Um, considering did that loss lose them the Six Nations? More or less, maybe not directly, but it definitely because uh, Wales won it. But actually, yeah, Do you know what? I think it. I think it. it oh. I don't know. Did it lose it for them? But it definitely was it? a negative note on what was otherwise a, a a great tournament for them. Yeah. Um. So listen, you'll have to see. I do think France are 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 the front runners for this year's Six Nations. Though, I think France are. Yeah, you were saying to that. Lose, like, Okay, so that's that's okay. So yeah, they're they're the best team in terms of when they're on it. They're the best team. That, yeah. I don't think anyone's going to debate that at the moment. 
I just think, and I said this last week, I just think England have this weird way of just getting a yeah. result. It's like it's like Mourinho in his prime. It's just like it's not even it's not even nice. You don't even enjoy yeah. watching it. They're gonna do it, aren't they? It's just like you know ugly, yeah. Yeah, and I just yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I just think England might have a bit more to them, a bit more mental fortitude than the French. That's the only thing I would argue about the French is the French when they're on top of it are something else. Yeah. yeah. Adversity hits. They're a bit shaky. That's the only thing yeah. I would say about But like when you think about it, just thinking of the last couple of games, like France put a good dent in New Zealand with a lot of key members missing. Yeah, uh, like Vakatao wasn't there, Doolin wasn't there, yeah. Um, Olivon, their captain, wasn't there. But then again, England suffered. I think England suffered the injury of Tulagi anyway against South Africa. Who else? Did anyone else get injured? The likes of Johnny May is kind of coming out of form a little bit. The likes of Owen Farrell, I believe, is gone now. He's gone with an ankle injury. So he'll probably be gone for the whole Six Nations. So it's going to be Marcus Smith, uh, which could be fantastic or could be. I did not know that. Yeah, Owen Farrell's out with an ankle injury, I believe. Yeah, I just remembered it there oh. and I read it and forgot about it. But um, so, Mark, you think Marcus Smith's going to be the answer there at ten? Uh, I'd say he'll they'll he'll be their first choice anyway. Um, like I was very impressed with him originally against South Africa. I think he had a lot of great kicks. I you think don't think Ford has anything to say? Mm, sorry, you don't think Ford has anything to say? No, mm, not at this stage. No, not no. at this stage. Just when you when you think like Marcus Smith has a Premiership title under his belt, he's got a few England caps now. His his trajectory is is much more towards the England ten shirt than than Ford's would be. And Ford, um, yeah, yeah But yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think an England without Owen Farrell is a very different England. Um, I completely agree. I think he's actually one of the most underrated leaders in the game. To be honest, yeah. Definitely, not to mind yeah. his impact on, on, on just on the pitch, but in the dressing room, effectively yeah. everything. He, he, like that classic snippet of uh, the Lions tour back in the day when Paul O'Connell says, "Yeah, is the only on the tour," and he's barking everyone around the pitch. Says oh yeah, sorry, Joe. That 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 just kind of embodies yeah. the spirit of Unfairly. He's, he's so important to them, so that will be a massive loss. Maybe a big loss. Absolutely. That's but there you go. That's the beauty of rugby, isn't it? Like Marcus yeah. Smith, you would argue his trajectory could be better. And he's yeah. more talented and he's more off the cuff and mercurial. He has ridiculous ability, ridic- game-changing ability. Yeah. You don't say that often about 10s. However, there is a whole other aspect to it of mental strength, leadership, sticking in a game when it's not going your way. Like when he's getting hit heavy, yeah. hard, yeah. every time in the line, every time he gets... Like, if they're playing Scotland now, Marcus yeah. Smith, wear some big shoulder pads. Yeah. you want to get hit. And yeah. it's just oh, yeah. It's just it's knowing how to not lose your composure and just stay in that moment. Yeah. That's me going to be the big one. And if you can do that, the world is honestly the world's his oyster because he has yeah. all the ability in the world. And I believe he can. I believe he he can be good, if not better than than Owen Farrell. When you think mm-hmm. of points off the tee, when you think of eventually inhabiting a leadership role and stuff. But yeah. like I was thinking recently, like when Ronaldo first came to United. I'm speaking your language here now, Mark. When mm-hmm. Ronaldo first came to United, they were like, oh, great, he's like another David Beckham. But yeah. hindsight now, that's a ridiculous statement because he was so yeah. much better than David Beckham. Yeah. Do you know, yeah. like he could he could absolutely completely prove us, prove us all wrong, and I hope he does, but um, you don't know. We've been wrong in the past, so you just don't know. But 
I, I, I never wish anyone to do bad. Um, except for everyone in the Premier League, very annoyed. But like, yeah, I never wish for anyone or any individual not to do well. But I, it worries me how good Marcus Smith and how good Intimec are, and yeah, we're just looking yeah. on the line of like, well, what do we have to offer? And again, yeah. it goes back. I'm not going on Carberry again. It's not. It's. I just do think there are levels there, and it kind of worries me for the future. But look, we'll see. Deal when it comes. We have Sexton for now, don't we? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, Grandpa, Granddad, <laughs> Granddad, yeah, Granddad, <laughs> and Daddy Johnny. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, so okay, so your dark horses are France, or not dark horses? Your favorite? I think, br- yeah, I think they're very bright horses. If anything. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna really. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna deviate from England for the time being. To be honest, I think it's England. So yeah. okay, look, we, we'll see. Um, but that covers the breakdown. Um, for this week, and we'll be back again next week, where hopefully we will have a lot more updates on the COVID situation surrounding the monster camp, and we will have more in-depth analysis on the upcoming monster game that hopefully will go ahead as monster look forward to a. European Championship match against the Wasps. We'll also look ahead to the Six Nations once again. We'll dissect that and we will talk about all things rugby in next week's episode. So hopefully you can join us then. Thank you for tuning in once more. It's been myself, Mark Riley, Benjamin Geary, Sport and Limerick. It's been the breakdown. Thank you, folks, and we'll see you next week. Preview.